And she was talking about that aha moment, that moment that changes one's life, that decisional moment. And I don't know the answer for sure, but what I do know is that when you're ready, that moment will come to you. Yet you can do some work in the meantime. You can get clarity. So if you're suffering, and I've been through you know, my fair share of suffering myself, so I say this you know, with gratitude and with empathy and kindness and compassion, that ask yourself, what is it costing you? What is staying suffering costing you? Because that question all of a sudden highlights some of the pain. And from that place, we don't want to stay in the pain, but we want to use it to move us, to use it as leverage. Because if you're suffering, then there needs to be a moment where you realize that it isn't the external. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, we have Tim Neal. He is a good friend of mine, and uh, he is a mindset and a motivation coach. He is just amazing at understanding how people work and uh, finding ways to motivate and to get the goals that that they desire. And I'm really happy that uh, we are here to have a a really interesting conversation about dealing with our struggles. So he has a really beautiful perspective on on this and uh, I would love to, to further talk about this and explore this, this topic along with others, of course, because Tim has been on uh, the Gratitude podcast before, I think maybe two years ago or something. And um, yeah, he has a a really interesting perspective. He's living with gratitude and uh, he has a lot to share. So Tim, welcome to the Gratitude podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited and and very grateful to be here with you. So um, it's it's my pleasure. Yeah, so uh, let us know anything else that I forgot to mention uh, that you feel it's it's relevant for our discussion. Well, no, yeah, no, nothing. You forgot nothing really. Just uh, you know, I'm a I'm a guy. Mindset motivation coach is is sort of where I like to, you know, tackle things from and serve and help people. And um, you know, it came from my own struggle really, just uh, growing up and you know, struggling through you know what I thought. Um, was being successful uh, and, you know, through those years I've, you know, I've, I've had a relentless desire to grow myself and then to pass that on and uh, I live with gratitude like you said, so every single day and even when it's a struggle and it's challenging to do so, um, I've learned that, you know, it's an absolute must to be able to find gratitude and to work through life's challenges and struggles. Exactly. I love the fact that you you mentioned struggle and uh, how how you got to be where you are today, and uh, I think it's a, it's a beautiful starting point. So, how did you get to become the person who you are today? Like, what what did you struggle with uh, in the beginning? 
Yeah, totally. Uh, look, I, I started in personal development and self-development as quite a young kid. My parents were, you know, always putting on those cassette tapes, you may remember, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, listening to motivational speakers in the car. And I remember sitting there in the back, you know, I was about 12 years old listening to this and, you know, part of me didn't like it and the other part was really enjoying it. And that started me on my journey and I, I ended up, you know, luckily having some sporting ability and talent. So I went down that track and played multiple sports growing up and you know was relatively successful there and excelled at rugby league if i'm speaking too quick i'll try and slow it down so uh, the australian accent can be hard to to catch on to at times yeah yeah that's where i went with my league and from that place uh you know it gave me a lot of amazing tools and confidence within myself but there's always this part of me that i struggled with with confidence I didn't think i was worthy i didn't think i was good enough and i used sport to really mask that and you know to to make myself feel good and over the years i remember when i was 19 years old i was on the cusp of going professional um and my coach called me out of the gym actually we're working out and said you cut from the team and my world just crumbled and i didn't know what to do and my whole identity was wrapped up in being this professional footballer or rugby league player and i remember going back home at that point and i was by myself i was 19 years old i'd moved out of home and i was in a new city and laying in my bed and just not knowing what to do and just feeling numb all over. And from that place the next morning, I woke up and I was just lost. And I didn't know, I had to redefine who I was because I'd tied it up in, in this uh, persona or this identity. And then that led me down this real heavy track of, of personal development um, and practicing a lot of gratitude and just learning, learning a lot and growing and then passing those lessons on. I've had some incredible mentors along the way. And that's what I do now is help other people do the same thing, break through their struggles and challenges, you know, drive drive towards what they want in their life and get very clear on that. And I'm really grateful that I get to do this work. Hmm. That's so interesting how something that you've struggled with actually led you to, to actually your life's work and helping people with, with the same or very similar uh, struggles and uh, I think that that's that's so interesting how how life works and uh, how the things that we are going through right now might not make any sense and might feel like they they're just struggles that uh, we we're going through, but maybe they they actually have uh, a meaning that we will find in time and. Uh, maybe that will actually lead us to to something beautiful uh, along the way. So let us know a, li a little bit more about uh, how you see that struggle can actually serve us. Yeah, and just before we press record, we spoke about, um, about the struggles and how something that I wrote really uh, hit a chord with you, which, again, I'm really honoured. And part of that, and as, as we spoke into that, just earlier was how is it serving you how is a struggle and that's the mindset shift that i found is a hack is a hack towards more gratitude uh, a hack towards more happiness more fulfillment more excitement more joy those emotional states that we're looking to create more of in our life because our experience of life is just our emotional states and most of us because the human brain is two million years old and it's designed to scan for scan for threat and it's fear-driven to begin with because that is what we needed to keep us alive. That's what we needed to ensure 
that we survived. Yet in this modern world, our brain is still 99.9% the same as it was many thousands of years ago, millions of years ago. Yet unless we consciously start to look at things differently, finding new perspectives and new mindsets, upgrade our level of maturity, intelligence and consciousness, then we will keep defaulting back to those primal instinctual thought patterns and behaviours. So with this, once I started learning about human potential and neuroscience and understanding of psychology and learning from my past mistakes and experiences and then leveraging off you know, incredible mentors, all of a sudden I started realising that our struggles offer an incredible opportunity and often it's so hard in the moment. So whatever struggles that we go through, and I've been through my fair share and I know if you're listening now and I know you too, Georgian, have been nobody gets out of life without struggle or problems or issues or concerns or challenges whichever way we want to label them because they're there to make us grow they're there to say hey this challenge you're dealing with is here for you it's happening for you not to you so the question is how is it actually serving you and the quicker that you can come to that question and often in the struggle in the challenge we're not at that point so absolutely still and I've learned to feel through the feelings. Let's, let's feel through the feelings to get us to the point where we can actually have an honest conversation with ourselves about how is, how is this serving me? How is this relationship problem, this financial problem, this business or career problem, this health problem serving me? How could it be helping me? Where is the opportunities here? And with that frame of reference and with that shift in thinking, all of a sudden we start to find, we start to think better we start to find the solutions we start to get better results and we start to ultimately advance progress and improve our life i can totally feel that like i was thinking about something that i was struggling with and uh, when when i asked the question like you framed it uh, the feeling that i felt was empowerment like i felt that i'm no longer a victim in in that struggle i'm actually empowered to do something about it and I have the opportunity to do something about it and uh, yeah that's that's so interesting it's just a question can uh, can actually help us change our 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 feeling the, the way we feel about a situation how, how do you explain that yeah and that's a great insight Georgian, empowerment and no longer playing the victim. And this is something that I found, you know, one thing that I always remind myself of first and foremost, and then, you know, my, my coaching clients and those those amazing people that I get to connect with on a weekly basis or a monthly basis through, you know, what I do in the world and through coaching, that there are no victims, that nothing is wrong with you, you're not broken, yet there are patterns. There are patterns that we all run. And often a pattern that is prevalent is victim, being a victim, because we start to meet our needs. And it's easy. It's a low-level way to meet our needs. And it's easy to stay stuck in struggles and our problems and the challenges because we've all got them. And if we can connect on that level, at least we're connecting. Yeah, what I challenge you to do if you're listening to this and what I challenge myself with every single day is shifting through that victim, that victimhood, no longer blaming because blaming never serves. And of course, you know, I'm like you in terms of there are times where I go to that place. Yet it's not if you go there, it's how long you stay there. 
Mm-hmm. And are you are you able to shift from that victim mindset of poor me or they could have or they should have or whatever it may be, whether you're blaming a person, whether you're blaming a, a circumstance, a situation or event in life, that it doesn't serve. It won't empower you to move forward. So I loved how you use that, Georgian, about empowerment because that's something that, you know, I think about it every single day. Is this empowering me? Is this serving me? Another way to ask that question is how could I feel more empowered here? And playing the victim, you never feel empowered, right? It's disempowerment. Yeah. So stay stuck. And that's not going to serve anybody. But why do, do we still do it? Like, why do we uh, keep staying in, in that uh, victim state or um, like replaying the struggle or feeling that that we are powerless? Why, why do we do that? I believe we do that for one reason, because it's easier. Mm-hmm. And the hu- Yeah. And what human instinct is, and this is motivation 101, so take note if, if, you want to, if you want to increase your motivation instantly, this is all we have to do. We have to find two things, the pain and the pleasure. And it's easier to stay stuck in that victimhood a lot of the time because there's not quite enough pain. So if we want to motivate ourselves or drive ourselves to shift from that, what we need to do is find more pain associated with playing the victim and blaming and find more pleasure in finding empowerment, in finding, you know, the lessons and how this is serving. If you do those two things with anything, that's motivation. Avoiding pain and accessing or moving towards pleasure. That's why we stay stuck because it's a lot of the time it's easier. Yet I'm sure if you're listening and for me and for and for you too, Georgian, we've developed a new meaning, a new belief that it we've developed pain from staying there, playing the victim and blaming and more pleasure towards, hey, I want to feel empowered here. I want to learn the lesson. I want to grow. I want to serve. I want to contribute. All those wonderful things that we've got access to, the opportunities. So in essence, it's just easier. But the more consciousness we grow, the more intelligence and, and the more, more wise we become, we start to realize it isn't as easy. It's actually harder to stay in the victim role and that we owe it to ourselves and for those that are closest to us and for humanity to actually grow and to contribute and to pro- progress not only our our lives but progressively and collectively progress humanity as well wonderful wonderful and i and i know that this, the second question that uh, that you ask when when you're struggling with something is how is the struggle calling you to become more and uh, yeah, it's it's quite interesting that you see this as a way to get to gratitude. How does that work from, from your perspective? Yeah, think of it as standing there in front of a tunnel and we look through the tunnel and the tunnel, we can see this real light at the end of the tunnel. We've all heard that, that phrase, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yet the tunnel is dark and the way I like to envision it, is I'm standing at the front of that tunnel and that's the struggle. And it takes courage to step into the darkness and to take the step. And we might see a little light or perhaps we don't. Perhaps we're in a dark place and we don't even see that light. And to take the step, the first step is the hardest. And I see that as an entry point. There's always an entry point to the tunnel. And then we've got choice and decision, which is the forefront of any progress and advancement in life. 
is that choice or decision? Because often we know what to do, yet we don't do it. You know, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is. Mm. So by stepping through into the darkness of that tunnel, we don't know what's in the tunnel either. It could be bugs. It could be, you know, other things, predators, whatever it may be. Yet unless we step through the struggle or the first part of the struggle or the challenge, we will never even give ourselves an opportunity to get to the light, whatever that light may be. So for me, it's about the opportunity and how is it calling you? And if we if we started creating meanings and interpretations around what struggle actually means, and I invite you to ask yourself, what beliefs and associations do you have with struggle? Because that is the starting point to understanding, well, if we can create a new meaning around what struggle is in our life, if it is an opportunity, if it is if it is a is a porthole or an entry point for us to grow, for us to move forward. And here's a here's a challenging part. It's not easy. And like we just spoke about, often we just want the easy. We don't want the hard because it can be painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if it's an entry point to the tunnel and we start redefining the meaning around struggle, it's here for me. It's here for me. It is calling me to, to step into somebody, a higher self, a higher calling. Then all of a sudden we start to deal with it a lot easier. We start seeing the opportunities. We start seeing the solutions. And we realize, often we look back and go, that wasn't that big a deal. We just made it such a big deal. We just made it such a struggle. And the more that we can redefine what it actually means for us, each struggle in our life, and here's the challenging part. Often we're dealing with many struggles at once. It's not just one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and if there's a fundamental belief system underneath that, that you can handle it, that whatever is happening is happening for you, that everything is happening for a reason to serve, that there are no mistakes or accidents, that, hey, that it's here for you, for you to step up, for you to find the lessons. It's here to serve you. All of a sudden, you start stepping through and you grow. And that's what I believe one of the big purposes of life is. Mm. The truth is that either way we're going to grow, <laughs> whether we want to do it uh, the easier way or the harder way like I, I feel that it's it's still going to happen and since these struggles are those kinds of things that just bug us that don't don't leave don't leave our side and we just can't um, not think about them they they surely have a message like like you were saying so there is something that that we can do about them and uh, they are actually challenging us to grow right yeah absolutely grow or die baby we all know that one <laughs> and all we've got to do is look into nature right you look at nature and you know i love getting into nature you know whether it's a beach or whether it's hiking because it just the energy there is incredible yet there's so many lessons and you look at nature in any way shape or form and The tree is either growing or dying, and we're the same. We're either growing and improving and finding gratitude, or we're dying. We're going backwards. And often people say, oh, I feel stuck, or I feel like we're in a rut. I feel like we've plateaued. I've plateaued. 
And that's BS. That's absolute garbage because that's just sugarcoating it. That means they're going backwards. And I've been there many times in my life where I've sugarcoated it and thought, you know what, I'm just sort of stuck in this sort of, you know, plateau in my life. And then I've taken a hard look and realized, actually, I'm going backwards. I'm going backwards here, whatever area it is at the moment. I'm going backwards in, you know, the business. I'm going backwards in the relationship. I'm going backwards with, you know, my physical body and health. I'm going backwards in my finances. And from that point, that is where that opening is, that tunnel. Oh, actually, now since I've been real with myself, that there is this struggle here, I can start to take steps into the tunnel, real steps, get some help along the way, and then when you're persistent and consistent, all of a sudden you'll come out the other side. And then here's a great thing, right? And you know this and I know this. We all know this if you're listening and you're being honest with yourself. Then there will just be another problem or struggle or issue, but just yeah. a higher level because they're markers. And I like to say with our goals, right, we want goals and targets all day long, yet they're just markers on the path to growth to become more and the struggles and the challenges are put in front of us to say, hey, this is here to help you grow. You want the goal or the target and to improve and progress and advance your life, then it, it won't always come easy. Sometimes it does because you've been doing the work and you're in that energy and you're in that state to make things happen easier. But often the struggle and the challenge is there for us to break through, to say, hey, how much do you want this? What are you willing to give to make this a reality in your life, whatever the goal is? That's so true. It's like I was thinking about sports and how we train for um, like a, a match um, and how we, we find these struggles at, as the, the actual match in which we, um, we see how much we we've trained and uh, we put the things that we've uh, we've trained in into practice and we have the opportunity to shine or to to learn some more and to uh, get better and uh, yeah about nature I'm I'm really happy that I have this beautiful view like from from my window I, I can see like I have a little park here and I see trees and I was actually looking at them just before you uh, you began talking about nature and it's it's quite amazing to see how nature works and how beautiful it is to to make this analogy to see ourselves in nature in how nature works and um, yeah in the in the things that nature actually teaches us without saying a word. Absolutely. And it, it just really helps you be present, doesn't it, when you just think about nature. And, again, I'm in my office now and looking out the window and I see a bunch of trees and, and plants and, you know, as you were speaking there, Georgina, I was just, you know, looking at, listening and looking out and thinking, you know what, when we can just be present and ground us in the moment and we can find gratitude in the little things like nature, and we're just one one tiny piece, right, when we think about it. We're one exactly. tiny piece in the whole, you know, universe and, you know, often our struggles we just put on a pedestal because they're big in our world. But if we can dissociate a little bit and, and realise, you know what, you know, nature is beautiful and find gratitude, which 
can be challenging. I get it. Yet, unless we train our brain to find what's good rather than continually focusing on what's wrong and what's, you know, not right, then we'll, we'll feel stuck and we'll bump up against more struggles and challenges than we need to. And more to the point, it won't just be the struggles or challenges, but we'll suffer because suffering is a choice. The challenges and struggles of life, everyone's going to have their, their, uh, their fair share and their own personal ones. Yet if we suffer through them, which is continually reliving and continually feeling a set of emotional states that we don't want to be feeling consciously, then that's a choice. And often it's a hard choice to make, yet it's a necessary one if we, if we truly want to grow and contribute and progress our lives to a level that we're all capable of. That's so that's so true and so interesting. And I was thinking about uh, the things you said about pain and pleasure. It's like suffering is quite some pain. Like you you feel pain when you suffer. Um, but it's it's interesting that somehow it's it's not big enough to actually go through um, like to overcome it. And to go through the thing that actually gets you to to suffer, so that you can uh, actually get to the other side. And it's it's so interesting how uh, how we work on from this point of view. What would you recommend to people that are suffering right now? Uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting one, and it fascinates me. And I had a question come through to me a few weeks ago. Uh, a woman wrote wrote to me and asked, "How do we come?" to that lightning strike moment. And I wasn't quite sure what she meant, but then I, I put two and two together. I replied back to her and she was talking about that aha moment, that moment that changes one's life, that decisional moment. And I don't know the answer for sure, but what I do know is that when you're ready, that moment will come to you. Yet you can do some work in the meantime. You can get clarity. So if you're suffering, and I've been through you know, my fair share of suffering myself. So I say this, you know, with gratitude and with empathy and kindness and compassion that ask yourself, what is it costing you? What is staying suffering costing you? Because that question all of a sudden highlights some of the pain. And from that place, we don't want to stay in the pain, but we want to use it to move us, to use it as leverage. Because if you're suffering, then there needs to be a moment where you realize that it isn't the external and you can start thinking about suffering from a different standpoint. We're suffering because of the meanings that we're creating around a certain thing. So let's take a, an example of um, a relationship. If you're in a relationship and you feel it's not moving forward and, and you're not you know, connected or a marriage, you can look at this and say, well, what is it? Get clarity over what is it that you're suffering about? And it may be pointing the finger that it's their fault or because of this, because of a circumstance like whatever it is, uh, finances or because of a circumstance, uh, kids or people that you're suffering. Yet I would invite you to ask yourself, you're suffering because of the meanings that you're creating that they should be different or they're not doing something or, or life should be different rather than looking at yourself and realizing, you know what, by suffering, I'm playing the victim. By suffering, I'm not living into my potential. By suffering, I'm not calling forth a, a higher self and then taking action from 
a new place, a new place of suffering. So in line with, you know, this amazing podcast and your work, Georgian, is come to a point in your life where you challenge yourself to find gratitude if you're suffering in life, in the small things, you know, in, in the little things like the tree outside and also in the bigger things that, hey, you're here, you're still doing your best. And if you can start celebrating and finding gratitude in life, all of a sudden, suffering doesn't exist. Because I'm sure, as I'm sure you're aware, that gratitude and fear cannot coexist. And what do I mean by fear? If you look at any of, of the work, uh, A Course in Miracles, uh, in an old scripture that talks about the difference between love and fear and that our emotions are an umbrella underneath love or fear. And they both serve on some level. It's not that fear is bad. And fear I'm talking about, let's talk about worry and concern and overwhelm and anxiety, just fear-based emotions. So if we can understand our emotional spectrum and realize that suffering is underneath fear, and how is that serving us? So what if we started redefining um, suffering? We started looking at, okay, I can find gratitude which shifts you to the emotional states umbrella under love, such as love, uh, love, gratitude, excitement, inspiration. And rather than suppressing the fear, feel through the fear and consciously refocus on gratitude and appreciation and excitement and joy, those emotional states that all of us want to feel more of. And that actually color our life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So um, I really love your perspective and uh, how we can actually shift from suffering to gratitude and how, and to, to add to your point, um, like going through struggles and suffering is somehow the reverse of uh, gratitude. And that's why gratitude is such, such a good antidote for it. Because instead of stacking those negative things that are always on your mind you start stacking the positives and that's mm. so powerful because it if it shifts the balance and surely steadily you will get to that point where it's like more gratitudes more positives than struggles and the experience of life just just shifts right right there right yeah, absolutely. And think of it like this as a seesaw. And there's no fun if we're, when we look at a seesaw, say, there's not one side of the seesaw that we say, hey, I don't want that side. That side's a bad side. Yet I think a lot of, a lot of the self-development movement over the years has been so pushed to positivity. And positivity alone is BS because we have an emotional spectrum. There are over, there are over 4,000 in the, in the English language. There are over 4,000 words we have for different emotions. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, about 4,120 odd, you know, and, you know, there may, there may be a few here and there that, you know, it changes, but over 4,000 emotional terms for emotion, I should say. So if we look at that, how, how do we look at it and say, okay, on one side, there's all this what we label negative and on the other side there's positive yet both are there for us think of it as 
the night and day. You know, it's often we prefer the day, not the night. The darkness is worse than the light. But without the darkness, there is no light. Without the light, there is no darkness. Both service. It's our job to find meaning in both. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to stay in the dark. We're going to stay in those negative or disempowering emotions. But we often do because, again, like we spoke about at the start, our brain is hardwired to look at that and to analyze fear and threat to keep us alive and surviving and thriving. Yet my question is, and looking at you know a great book around this, if you want to understand the dark side of, um, of the emotional spectrum and honoring that, is Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford, which really opened my eyes to understanding that we are all things. And it's not, a, it's not bad, the negative. There are lessons there. And then it's a choice to stay there or to refocus on, say, gratitude and live more into our higher self. But back to the seesaw, it's pretty boring if we're just sitting on one side, right? We're sitting yeah. on one side, and most of most of us are sitting on one side on the ground. Which let's let's label that the negative. We're low, and then we start to do some work, and we start to, you know, cultivate a more positive mindset. And then what we're actually going for, I think this is unconsciously, and this is what I did for years and years and years, is suppress a lot of that negative emotion, not feel through it, not feel through the anger or the sadness or the frustration or the agitation or the annoyance, not label it, not feel through it. So therefore, I was going for this, this fantasy of being on the top of the seesaw and just staying up in the air. And we can label that the positive. And then I started researching, understanding more about human emotion and how it actually works and our thought processes and how that dictates how we feel and it's a loop. And then understanding the neuroscience of the brain and realizing, okay, we have real power to be able to have an incredible adventure in this life but that'll take balancing that seesaw and having some ups and downs called our struggles, seeing them for what they are, not suppressing the negative, but not putting the positive only on a, on a pedestal and having fun on the seesaw, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's how I start, started to view life. That's how I started to live my life. And through the results that I got, then I started passing on those lessons and helping others and coaching others. And that's a big part of the work that I do is helping people understand that we are all things. We are, we do have the light and the dark, that emotional spectrum to honor all of that and then refocus on what it is that you really do want. Beautiful. I think this is actually um, a beautiful ending for our time together. Uh, let us know where we can find you, where can our audience get in touch with you? Sure. Our time's up already. Ah. Oh. Having such a great time having a conversation with you. Um, but of course, look, I think the best thing, like I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, what I'd like to offer everybody who's, you know, found value in this episode is uh, what I call my three points of power. So I'm sure you'll drop the link in the, the show notes or, or something here, Georgian. Yeah. Uh, but you can, it, it's free. It's my, it's my weekly email that I can send you. And in that, you get my three points of power. The first one being inside of the week. So a real insight that will help you progress and advance and uh, improve your life. And then there's something personal, a little bit about myself, because I really like to connect with, you know, those people who um, help me serve my mission to really impact and help, you know, a million people break through in their life and, and reach their highest potential and fulfill upon their dreams. Uh, so something personal about me. And then the third one, 
because I'm committed to growing and I'm committed to passing on those lessons is what I call my weekly mentor. So every week I invite um, everybody who I'm in touch with and who uh, to study with me, uh, my weekly mentor, and that's the mentor that I'll be working with and, and really just learning from, learning from over the week. So uh, follow the link in the show notes if that's something that interests you to, to join um, my three points of power. I'd be uh, great, gracious and excited to be able to serve you there. Awesome. So thank you so much for, for being here with us, Tim, and for uh, deconstructing these things that are happening inside of us and that actually have such a huge impact on our life, whether we are rich or poor or, I don't know, on all of the spectrum of life, we go through these things. And I think this is uh, very powerful and I'm really happy that we had this conversation. Georgie, it's been my pleasure. It's been a real honor. And uh, it's amazing to be able to connect with you again and your audience. And I, I really do mean this. And I say it, you know, through through my heart that, you know, it's grateful to be here. And I just want to give everybody out there a big, big, uh, grateful hug and energy. And thank you so much for having me on, on the show. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.